everybody. Welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies. Three dads, three very different scenarios. Adam, Benny, hello boys. How are you? Hello there. All right, mate. Very good, thank you. Good, good. How is your, uh, I was going to say, how's your week been? But it's kind of, how's your five days been, basically? These short, <laughs> these short turnarounds really fucking do my mind in. I can't, yeah. it, it feels very odd. <laughs> yeah, it, it is very odd. It, it does feel like it hasn't been five minutes since we were last chatting and doing this. Even though it's been more than that, there's obviously days and nights involved and, and hours and other units of time that are larger than a minute. Parsecs. Parsec is not a unit of time. It's a unit of measurement. Oh, yeah. Gah! See, that's Big the thing. Nerd. My, and outer nerd. That's like light years, isn't it? Light years isn't a distance. It's not a time. It's a distance. People kind of yeah. don't realise that. A light year is a, is a distance thing, not a time thing. It's an unfathomable amount right, of distance as well. jocks. What? what was that, Benny? Sorry? It's, a, it's an unfathomable <laughs> amount of distance as well. It's like a year travelling the speed of light. I can't like comprehend how far that is. It makes it sound so small. Well, That's the problem. Yeah. Well, well it's light going back to what like I like episode to think one. Of, though. Oh, go on. Going back to episode one. That's why space space makes me so, feel so small. I don't like it. The the thing I always remember is light takes eight minutes to get from the sun to Earth. So if that just takes eight minutes, a year is such a huge distance to travel at that speed. Mm-hmm. But what worries me is that the sun could just go disappear we wouldn't know for eight minutes and then it would just be gone <laughs> and we wouldn't know why yeah well like we said before though stuff like that just bends my mind into a pretzel i can't i feel like i don't know understand how physicists theoretical physicists and space exploration geniuses and all that kind of thing i don't understand how they all don't go fucking batshit insane because they are looking at this I- stuff all the time and the incredible minutiae of everything it's like the if you measured life on Earth as a year, basically the start of Earth is one second past midnight at the start of the year. Life has been on Earth at like the 23rd hour, the 59th minute and the 58th mm-hmm, second. Yeah. That's when life started on Earth. That's how so small amount of time that we've actually been on this planet. And stuff like that, yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't understand how more so, physicists and people like that aren't just sat in a room rocking backwards and forwards. How- how long? How long have we had Chinese takeaway there for? Because that—that's what I really want at the moment. <laughs> Astrophysics and like quantum science. Be damned! I'm very hungry at the moment. <laughs> I, I want to know how how long Chinese takeaway has been around for in the grand scheme of things. Okay, so th- yeah, then you get down to like point something of a second, aren't you? It's going to be sort of the twenty third <laughs> yeah. hour, fifty ninth minute, fifty ninth second, point seven, and then that will be <laughs> yeah. That that is a thing though. That's all all of that time before doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of things, what does matter is our shared culture as a race or as a species, the human race, all of that matters. What went before, obviously with life, that does matter to to a point, because it explains how we got here, as does the rest of it, but really what is happening now and what's happened, you know, as far back as recorded history, that's the important stuff. Otherwise, all the other stuff would have been recorded. Learn to write <laughs> stupid fucking see. dinosaurs. Yeah, fucking caveman. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to do is put my hand on a, on the cave wall and then just, like, <laughs> blow red around it. That, that'll do. That, that'll, that's, like, an, an epic tale of my hand and some red. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bloody French cavemen. <laughs> I always come back to stuff like this in kind of measuring people's time on the planet in regards to my grandparents who I ordered something off eBay. I ordered them. There was this documentary on years ago called Animals Do the Funniest yeah. Things. And I think it was obviously it was obviously a Canadian made documentary that the BBC had for some reason. And me and my grandparents used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. And they were talking to me about it. And I couldn't find it on YouTube because I was going to show it. I said, oh, it's on YouTube. You can, watch, you can watch it again. But I found that you could get the DVD from Canada. So people had it for sale in Canada. So I just ordered it. When I told them that this DVD came from Canada, you would have thought I'd walked on the moon or something. <laughs> they couldn't They couldn't understand. They just said, so how did you get this again? I said, well, it's just eBay. I just paid for it online. And then the person from Canada sent it to me. That was it. And they couldn't grasp the notion of that in their heads. Because, of course, when they were kids, <laughs> it was there was yeah. nothing. There was no TV, no electricity. No electricity. No Canada. <laughs> no Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, America hadn't been discovered yet. So, no animals, no, no animals, fun, ordering, no things. Ordering funny, no funniest things, yeah, no things. <laughs> yeah. Strangely enough, there were a lot of camcorders and like uh, TV cameras there to record stuff. It just didn't happen. There's yeah. nothing to record. <laughs> Is Michael Barrymore there? No job. He was just like, he, he was still there, actually. He was still there presenting. So he, here's this, this black screen. Someday we'll have something on there. I don't know what it'll be. I don't know what emotion that will elicit, (laughs) but someday there will be something on that screen. And now, a quick commercial break. (laughs) I'm going to quickly veer us off Michael Barrymore at an insane speed because I'm terrified one of us is going to say something. (laughs) The only reason I bring him up up is he he presented that show on ITV. What show? Michael Barrymore presented Animals Do the Funniest Things. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough then. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) I yeah, thought, that was a I legitimate was reason. He, it's not because of like he's hot been on topic. the news recently. Let, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's link him in for some quick satire. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, no. up there uh, presenting his TV show. We're very current here on Free Men and Their Babies. Very, yeah, yeah very exactly. true. Very true. <laughs> I have got a uh, something that just astounded me with Georgia this week was. As you boys both know, and I'll explain now to the uh, to the listeners, George is the only child in our family. So I'm an only child. My wife has two sisters. They don't have children. So George has been the only child. She's now nine and a half or nearly nine and a half, but she's been the only child in the family forever. So through no fault of anybody's, through, I don't think really through people's choice, but she's incredibly spoiled. She doesn't act spoiled because we don't let her and I won't let her be spoiled, but she does get loads of stuff because she's the only kid. Mm-hmm. But my daughter's okay. excitement at getting anything for free, whatever it is, <laughs> is incomprehensible. Case in point, yesterday I was, uh, me and my wife make, we'll make a, a big batch of food at the start of the week and then put it in the freezer, save it, you know, it's like a cheaper way to kind of manage your budgets and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was bagging up the food, just some, just a freezer bag. And she said, can I have one of those freezer bags? And I said, why? And she said, because I just want it. And I said, what are you going to do with it? She said, I don't know yet. I said, all right, fine, you can have it. And she literally fist pumped and went, yes! I grabbed it and ran away. <laughs> this is a girl who already has an iPad, already has a phone, already has a laptop, has a trampoline in the garden. I, I You know, because people just buy her these things because they're trying to, I don't know, curry favour or something, I'm not sure. But yeah. the joy 
The joy she got from me saying yes to her having a freezer bag is maybe unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> and you know what she did with it? She literally filled it with water, sealed it, and then put it in the freezer. And I said, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> and she said, I want to see what happens when it freezes. I said, Georgie, you're just going to get a big ice cube. She went, yeah, but I want to see it. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> Childish glee over a freezer bag. What can I tell you? That's fantastic. To be fair, she's Good using for it for its intended purposes. Uh, put it's it in, fair, in the freezer. That's a fair point. That's a fair yeah. point. Oh, well done. Well done, Georgia, and her scientific mind. <laughs> I guess so. She likes to said, the, never the lose joy. your child, childish um, inquisitiveness. That's what I said a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. should always be eager to learn. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially through things like, you know, messy play, messy science. Always fun. Taking apart right. your dad's remote controls. Yeah. <laughs> and then hastily repairing them before you get the slipper. That <laughs> oh, was the wooden spoon <laughs> in my house we got chased around with. <laughs> oh, very much. Yes, very good. <laughs> we only had teaspoons in my house. Oh. <laughs> so, didn't really, didn't really have the effect. <laughs> so, does it last longer? Yeah. Teaspoon off a knuckle. That would hurt, I reckon. Like, you just catch your eye. Teaspoon oh, off yeah. a knuckle. Here's a question then, leading off that. Did, so, did you, did you, did you guys get smacked or anything like that? No. No. Uh, no, nothing like that. No, threatened, but never actually happened. No way. No. I thought I was. Un- unless I've kind of. Like blanked it out, like some yeah. childhood rest. <laughs> I'll, I'll see, like I'll I'll be in Clark's or something, ordering like a new pair of slippers, and I'll see the woman approaching me, but then she pulls the slipper out of the box, and like it, the walls crumble, and all the memories come flooding back. And it's just like panic and run out of the shop barefoot. <laughs> That's so weird because yeah, I was I was never punished like that either. My my dad smacked me once when I was two. And I, when I went to bed, he spent the whole night crying because he'd done it. Because he said he felt completely yeah. horrible and terrible. And I think that's such a weird thing that when I was a kid, I remember kids getting smacked all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time I used to see kids getting walloped. Yeah. But if you see a kid getting smacked now, you, you'd recoil in horror. Oh my God, yeah. what, what are you doing? What, what's this? Which is really peculiar. Well, would you though? Yeah, I would, would. Would it just be that you are recoiling in horror? Because, obviously, you've never been treated that way. You wouldn't treat your own kid that way. So, to you, that's wrong. And then see someone else do it, that that is horrendous. But if you had been disciplined in that way, and maybe you thought that was an appropriate punishment for your child, then you wouldn't recoil. I suppose. Well, I suppose yeah, maybe so if you did it in public. I don't know. You to- might more more recoiling over the, the social faux pas. <laughs> than the, the, you know the, the violence against the child. Oh, I say in public outside of W. H. Smith's. Whatever next. You are behind closed doors, if you please, Cassandra. The bourgeoisie never smack their children. <laughs> no, <laughs> they just uh, punish them with cutting put downs. <laughs> <laughs> I say, Roderick, oh, your tabards looking I... very peculiar today. <laughs> um, Swoon. So yeah, but Adam, you must have been to loads of kids' parties and stuff. Is it? Have you never seen kids getting smacked at any of the parties you've been to with your kids? Because there's loads of kids running I, around I, causing mayhem and stuff. I don't recall having seen it as a kids' party, but I do recall having seen, like, since I was a child, having seen people, kids, get smacked. Yeah, you know, from like a proper belt around the ass to a, a smack around the wrist or a tug of the ear or something like that, which. I hate to say it, but as a parent, sometimes when you're so stressed out by what your kids are doing, sometimes you may get that feeling, all I want this, all I want to happen is for this to stop. 
and maybe that's your body just reacts. It's a natural reaction. You know, if you're in an argument with someone, you'd slap them or something like that to try and just like shake them out of it or just because your anger and your frustration have built up so much. And maybe that's what it is with, with some kids. Because my kids wound me up something chronic where I've raised my voice or I've like proper yelled, just, just shut up, because you want it to stop. And it's not because you want to treat your child that way. It's just you blow your top like you would do if you're arguing with an adult. And it's, it is horrible to do that. It's, it's something that you would regret. So I see where your dad came from because I've never laid a finger on my kids. But if I had, I would be devastated, absolutely devastated afterwards because, you know, you love your child that much. You don't want to hurt them. Same way I felt bad, like, if I'd raised my voice at my kids. I don't want to yell at them. I don't want to scare them into behaving. But sometimes you can just blow your top. So I hate to say I have sympathy with people who might do that. But I kind of, I have an understanding that maybe something has built up and that is a pressure release. It's completely inappropriate and it shouldn't happen and they shouldn't release that pressure in that way. But I can understand that that may be the reason for it. And I realised like, I've come across as like some big, like, yeah, just beat the shit out of your kids, <laughs> advocate. And that's, that's far from the case. <laughs> I think it's more of a, an understanding of how it can get to that point, you know? You can understand why someone may kill someone in a crime of passion, but they shouldn't do the killing. That's terrible, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I get it, Adrian Peterson. I see where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mr. Barrymore, thank switch. you very much. Yeah, go outside and cut me a switch, boy. <laughs> What's weird as well is is that people who were smacked as a child, they don't always then sort of say, it was disgraceful behaviour, my parents smacked me, I can't believe it. Usually they'll say, yeah, I deserved it, I was being a little shit. Mm. Which is, I think, actually, you know what? Actually, again... No, yeah, that's the, it's that it's kind because of, it's normalised yeah, with them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just find it interesting how the... Well, I guess it's like, you know, the times change and all that kind of thing, don't they? But it is interesting that... Uh, yeah, I was think, like I said, I was just thinking back to when I was a kid. I, I used to see kids getting smacked all the time when I was younger. I remember, I remember seeing kids smacked all the time vividly. My friends were smacked. Not horrendously, but yeah, just smacked across the arse. Like, don't do that again. And then they get shouted at as well. Yeah. I can't remember the last time <clears throat> I saw a kid get smacked. And especially, like I say, being around, like going to parties with Georgia, dropping off at school all the time and all that kind of thing. It's so rare nowadays. I feel like possibly my sister may have um, gotten a smack on the bum a couple of times when she was when we were both little, but she was a right terror. And I feel like I might have got away with more because I'm the youngest one. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm the baby. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, when when you... um, when new baby comes, I can totally see Blossom being not like the say like the bad cop in the good cop bad cop situation that we have, just because I'm well, I feel like I'm too chill to let anything get to me. Where she's got more of a hair trigger than I am. <laughs> I'll remember you said that, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking exactly the same yeah. thing. <laughs> I'm way too chill. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I th- I think per- from personal experience, the thing you need to avoid is that good cop bad cop relationship. Yeah. You should both be doing a united front, and you should both be doing the parenting style that you both agree on. If you can't agree on one, it's so difficult because I've been on situations before where I've just kind of given up, 
and just said, fine, we'll do it that way if you feel that's the most appropriate because I can't be bothered to argue about it anymore. And it's frustrating so much to know that you've not only lost that battle, but you're doing something with your child or to your child that you don't think is the best way of doing it. <laughs> because you want to you want to achieve that that kind of synchronicity or synergy with your parenting where it's basically it doesn't matter what parent that child goes to at the end of the day, they're getting the same answer, they're getting the same response. Well, that's how I see it. Obviously your your experience may differ. I th- I think the the uh, of the, the intention is to go with the united front, but I think it's very easy just to slip into those roles and I can see it happen in that way, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Especially with it Definitely. being a girl and you being a dad to a girl. Yeah, that exactly. a little girl kind of thing. It's tough. I find it really tough. <laughs> but I, but me, me and Sarah had this conversation before George was born that we we sort of said, well, you know, we're going to do this together. We'll have United Front. We'll discuss things when she's gone to bed if we disagree or that kind of thing. And it didn't really happen. There, there are times when Sarah said to Georgia to not do something or to do something or especially now that Georgia's older. Once Georgia got to sort of five or six, it's like to have her own, you know, independent thoughts and really what to do her own thing and all that kind of stuff. There was times when I would say to Sarah, well, sorry, I, I agree with Georgia. I don't think you're right. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> the five-year-old is the correct one in this situation. Yeah. yeah. So so there are times where I, I kind of made that clear when Georgia got to the age, I said, look, I know we we're going to do this, but I think now there's going to be, you know, if I agree with Georgia on something, then I'm sorry, I'm going to agree with Georgia. If I think you're wrong on something, yeah. I'm just going to tell you. But that is me. I, I mean, I, that's just, you know, I'm just very, very honest like that. And I will kind of let Georgia get away with way more stuff. And my tether is a lot longer than Sarah's. I think partially because, like I said before, Sarah's job is so fucking hard and stressful that when she comes home after working for fucking 11 hours or something, she doesn't want to see her daughter running around in the front room fucking doing splits and high kicks and handstands all over the place. She just wants to sit and chill. <laughs> and I, like I've also said before as well, is that when Sarah goes to work, she's the boss. She she manages like 45, 50 people. Yeah. And they all do what she says. She says something, it gets done. She comes home and says, do this. And me and Georgia go, yeah, maybe later. <laughs> I think she must be like, for fuck's sake, just do, you know, can you not? And I think that's why it's hard for Sarah sometimes to swap those two roles over. She's now staring at me intently. Okay, Sarah's going to kill our hamster. Okay, that's fine. Just say What's fuck you, pay hamster? me. What's he oh, doing? He's, he's apparently, uh, she's working in the other room doing her assignment and he's apparently going nuts in there. I just want to say as well, I was always terrified going around your house when Georgia was running around like a mental. Because yeah. you're like, fi- your fireplace scared the shit out of me. Like, I thought, oh, God, she's going <laughs> to oh, trip over. She's yes. going to smack her head on that fireplace. There's going to be blood everywhere. I'm going to panic. Sven's going to faint. Do do, do we need to buy you, Benny, as like a baby warming gift? Just a whole bucket full of those like rubber corners. (laughs) So you can just stick them on every surface of your house. Rolls and rolls of bubble wrap. Yeah, Yeah. I think we should uh, take an example from Slade and just stick it in a ball and let it run around and do its own thing. I mean, to be fair, I was hospitalised as a child. uh, As my mum, in a very 1980s house, had a... Uh, a slate fireplace. So it was like slate around the base of like an old gas fire. Oh my god, we have uh, those. <laughs> and, and I was bouncing up and down on the sofa until I was no longer bouncing up and down on the sofa. And I had come off the sofa and was heading headfirst <laughs> to the slate fireplace. And then I woke up in the children's world <laughs> and I've still got the scar to this day. So I think that's a very valid point, to be fair. 
Yeah, I, 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 yeah. It isn't. It isn't the safest fireplace, but she's never ever hurt herself on it ever, which is unbelievable considering Yet. how clumsy she can be. She gets a clumsiness from me, and she's never gone smashing into her head first or anything. So yeah, we have been lucky, but but yeah, but like like I say, I, I think it's easy to have that united front, and you can. It is tough. Yeah. To to kind of keep it going because there are times, Benny, where you're not going to agree what Blossom does, and there's going to be times that yeah. she doesn't agree with what you do, and I think you have to, in my opinion, rather than just sort of say, right, we both have to agree on everything all the time. You've just got to say, okay, there's going to be times where we disagree, but that's yeah. it. We both want the, but you both want the best for your child. So it's as simple as yeah. that. You're not doing it to hurt the other person or score points or anything like that. You, that's just the way it's going to be sometimes that you're not going to agree, which I just, you know, I just, it was easier just to tell Sarah that to her face and say, look, I don't agree with you. Sorry. I think George is right. I, I do have this image now of the point when Georgia frustrates you so much, you eventually blow your top. And you just trip her up in front of the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> and go, there you go. That, that's why all this time, no head injuries from the fireplace. It's because I was waiting until I blew my top. <laughs> I was waiting for That'll the perfect le- moment to trip you up in the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> my revenge is okay, complete. Okay, so the other day, or, the, or a couple of episodes ago, I was talking about how Daisy had become a fan of Back to the Future. Yeah, and like we we gone through last week about like some of the most inappropriate nineteen eighties family films, oh, yeah, 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 big and stuff like that. Now I got as a little treat because she's been having some difficulty getting readjusted to school, and I've been proud that she, you know, she's been behaving as well as she can do. I got a treat of the Playmobil Back to the Future figures because Back to the Future is part of the Playmobil brand now, and so she's got a nineteen fifties Marty McFly and a nineteen fifties Doc Brown, and she loves them. You know, she's not listening to this, so I can spoil it. But for her birthday, I will probably get, like, the full DeLorean set, which <gasps> you can get. Now, wow. I thought, this is brilliant. So I took a photo, posted it on Instagram, as every sickening parent does with their kid, and thought, isn't this bloody cool? Without thinking about it, just thought, oh, I'll put a Playmobil hashtag in there. And I got loads of likes for it. And I was like, where are all these coming from? I didn't get these many likes for a normal picture of my kids. And I looked on it, and there were just... Tons and tons of adult Playmobil fan Instagram accounts <laughs> and Back to the Future Instagram accounts that are all there simply to relive their youth about how awesome Playmobil is or how awesome Back to the Future is. There was one guy on there who had literally display cabinets full of the weirdest Back to the Future memorabilia, like the name of the or the... Uh, the sign of the town from 1950s with all like movie accurate fonting and painting and stuff on it and, and like replica key rings that uh, the doc would have had for the keys to the DeLorean. People who had 1970s or what have you Playmobil sets that they were taking special posed photos of <laughs> like still basically playing with these toys that they used to play as a kid and taking photos of them and putting them on Instagram for all the other people who do the exact same thing to like. And it blew my mind that there are people out there for things like Playmobil, because it doesn't click to me. Playmobil is such a big thing. Maybe Lego or Star Wars toys, for example. But then it got me thinking, if you could have a full set or a full collection of your favourite childhood toy, What what would it be? What a question. What would you run your Instagram account for? <laughs> Take photos of these toys in a variety of sessions. And I know instantly what mine is. 
And that was the worrying thing. But I'll let you guys go. You go first. You go first while me and Benny have a think. You go first. Okay. Damn. I was using that as a nice excuse to have a little drink. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Okay. Now, do you remember a big, kind of almost half-oval-shaped spaceship with a little handle on the top? And if you unclipped it, the lid came off and was its own separate spaceship. And in the base of the spaceship, there were around 12, 15 different small vehicles. And seated all around the edge of the spaceship were tiny little plastic spacemen. That's right, I'm talking about the Manta Force. The Manta Force Manta Ray. Oh Manta Force. Where they had tiny little figures that you could put in these tiny little vehicles that all did, like, all based around the different things. They had, like, three air vehicles, three sea vehicles, three land vehicles, one of which was, like, this weird motorbike thing, or a Dodgem's car with a laser gun on the back. I loved that toy so much, and I regret forever the day I threw it away, or gave it away, whatever it did to it. And I've I've even gone to the point of, in the past, going, oh my god, Manta Force, I remember that. <laughs> Better have a look on Google about Manta Force. And again, much like Playmobil, there are collectors out there who are mad for it. Who've got collections like with all the comic books, and all the variety of land bases, and all the other toys that came out for it. But Mantiforce would be the thing for me, just to relive that moment of my childhood where it was, you know what, I'm going to lie down on my belly on the carpet in this beam of sunlight (laughs) and just play with tiny little plastic spacemen. And that's all I need to focus on. That's all all I'm concerned about. Oh, those were the days. (laughs) Have you got one, Benny? I got one. I've got a couple. Go on, you go. Okay. Go on. Um... So being back in my youthful days, and with it being Easter, there's also a, well, Easter coming up, there's also a story to do with it on that. I was big into Thunderbirds back in the day, so much that oh. me, myself, and my father tried making the uh, the Tracy Iden playset, which they did on Blue Peter for weeks. The Blue and Peter one, oh my no god. <laughs> but it was so difficult and so frustrating, we just gave up and he just bought me the actual thing. And I had <laughs> I had all the little toys. I had Thunderbirds 1 through 5. I had I remember going to Tesco's with um, my dad and seeing the little... I can't, I can't remember what it's called. I'm too old and past it now. But there was like a little uh, like tunneler digger toy and seeing that. I was like, oh my god, I've never seen that before. And he bought it for me. So that's definitely one of them. Uh, and another thing would be, especially, it's probably be bad for me now because I think it's still going. Which would be uh, Power Rangers. I had all the Power Rangers toys uh, in different sizes. My little cousin comes around and still, pl- well, not not anymore because he's not allowed around anymore because of COVID. Yeah. But he used to come around and play with them constantly. The Megazords all going into one big sword boys. And like I said, if I was still mm. into that, it's still going. So I'd be like thousands of pounds either in the hole or making a massive profit putting them on ebay or uh <laughs> yeah becoming becoming a power ranger influencer on instagram just like adam was is with playmobil i didn't yep. know you were a, a big power ranger fan benny I had no oh, idea. i loved it oh, oh, i was in that right or sort of age group where it was, it was on like yeah true it must have been on like um smtv or something like that where it would yeah come on and you watch them all like I must have been like 10 11 so similar i guess it predates pokemon so i went from Power Rangers to Pokemon like that. Yeah, you're right. Have you seen the Have well, you seen the toys that made us on Netflix? No, I haven't. No, 
May, it's really good. It's really good. They've got a Power Rangers episode on that, and it's it, it's yeah. it's just pick a toy, and then they discuss essentially how it became, how it went from nothing to being this mega multi billion dollar corporation. And the Power Rangers one's really interesting and very yeah uh, very clever the way they did it and got it all marketed and stuff. But like, there's ones on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, He Man. Transformers, uh, Transformers. Barbie. Yeah, the Transformers one was really interesting because it's all about the, you know, the different kind of cultural aspects yeah, yeah. Of, of it and like what what happened post World War Two in Japan to lead them to the stage where this type of thing could be easily produced. Yeah, it was fast. The Barbie one's amazing as well. Just just like yeah. this 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 company that's essentially kind of just starts out as nothing and the guy who invented spoilers, but the guy who invented Barbie said, well, I guess you can't pay me, so I'll just take a percentage of the profits from Barbie. <laughs> Such a good idea. <laughs> he made fucking so much money, and he became this massive playboy because he had so much. He, he was like he, instantly overnight. He became this millionaire overnight, and he couldn't handle it. He went from just being this toy manufacturer to being the guy who made Barbie. But then it became later on this kind of, why is everybody who's marketing Barbie or why is everybody who's working on Barbie a man? So they would invent these terrible ideas for if you turned Barbie's arm, her boobs would get bigger because (laughs) men thought that that was what girls wanted to see. They wanted to see Barbie going through puberty and all the girls on the show were going, no, we didn't want to see that. That's a terrible idea. Why do we want to see that for? That's awful. (laughs) We want to see Barbie with a new hat. Yeah, exactly. But even that was a... It was a toy, but it was so like I don't said about Transformers and like after the war, the Barbie toy became so much more than a toy because it was. Hang on a minute, we're now showing. Oh look, girls can play with like men. Boys have had GI Joe for fucking years and Action Man and toy soldiers and all that kind of thing. Why can't girls play with toys like this? It's not fair. And it was like, oh yeah, they sh- they they can play with stuff like that. And yeah, it's really interesting. Catch it if you can, Benny, because it's a it's a really cool show, really fun to it's watch. Added yeah. to the list. I also had all the Ninja Turtles as well. And uh, Rocksteady and Bebop. Bebop. So I was big into that oh, too. Very nice. Mine, uh, my answer's not very original, unfortunately, but it's it's He-Man. I was absolutely, absolutely suckered into He-Man when I was a kid. I could oh. not get enough of it. And I did have, I had Castle Grayskull, I had Skeletor's Lair, the one with the slime on it. Oh my god. I had all the toys, so all cool. the fucking animals, everything. I had all of it. That was all I wanted for Christmas and birthday for like two years. So that was all everybody bought me. Yeah. Yeah, mine, mine would just so be good. He-Man. You know what's weird, though? It is weird that... And I know you didn't do this on purpose, Adam, but you can have said, oh, I was quite surprised. There's like a Playmobil community. It is weird that even within nerddom, there's kind of a hierarchy. Because if, yeah. if it was Lego, you wouldn't have thought anything of it, would you? Yeah. No, exactly. You'd have been like, oh, yeah, Lego. Like, Lego's like cool. Some like Lego, some like Transformers. I know there is a big thing, but that's partially because I have looked at old Transformer things in the past to go, yeah, I remember like having that toy. Let's have a look at it and just going, fuck me, why is that £400 on eBay? <laughs> and then realising that there is a big collection. But yeah, Playmobil, I wouldn't have thought it because it's just like, it's not an inferior product. It's bloody expensive and it's huge for fun me and the kids get the playmobile catalog because we like having a look at all the different individual things you can get to add to bigger sets i didn't think there would be such a huge fan base for it for something like that but yeah there are definite like hierarchies of nerddom it has made me realize that i think everyone is a nerd about something though yeah whether it's a toy you know games films music football Everyone's a nerd to some degree. Yeah. 
because it just means you're a huge fan and you know loads of stuff about there's it. There's a there's a niche for everything, and everything has a fandom which are of people who get obsessive and creepy on Twitter. Exactly. That was looking the same. Look at you, yeah. <laughs> oh god, don't because you're gonna get all the BTS stands coming after us. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, my mum is one of them. My mum is one of them, and she listens to this podcast. I'll bring it on, Adam. You'll be getting, oh, you'll be getting a hast- hastily worded email. <laughs> for the record, I don't mind BTS. All right, stands, just leave me alone. Okay? You're okay. All right. No, please. you know what? She's my mum. I can say it. I don't like BTS. <laughs> I don't like Korean music. I don't like K-pop. But I like that you like it, mum. It's fine. <laughs> be a be a, be a fan of what you're a fan of. I don't expect you to like my music either. Even within video games, the the level of of that it's okay to play because when I was a kid, like if you play video games, you were just a fucking massive nerd. That was it. Oh if yeah. You weren't, if you weren't out playing footy or beating people up. You were just a massive nerd because, like, oh my god, just sitting in your bedroom playing video games. Oh my god. Well, yeah, it's it's fine. But now, okay, not now, but sort of when I got to sort of my teenage years and more people were playing video games, then it became a what you play Animal Crossing. What are you fucking gay? I play Call of Duty, mate. I'm fucking hard. I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> just, we're all playing pretend here, boys. We're all playing pretend. Okay, none, none of this is real. We're just fucking around. No. I'm sorry, mate, but uh, I'm going to have to 1v1 you and Rust. Uh, it's not good, <laughs> <laughs> but 1v1 me, bro. No scope. <laughs> I've got a 1v1 in Animal combat. Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... it's. I, I think it's... It's a weird thing. I think the social aspect of it has increased with, like, obviously Xbox Live and PSN Network and obviously PC gaming's a huge thing as well. So that social aspect... Is, isn't that big a deal anymore? Because obviously that's how we spend a lot of our time together, yeah. is like chatting online or through video games and stuff like that. And and that is fine, because we're being social. If it was just one of us sat on their own playing, say for example, Stardew Valley all the time on their own, because they've got nothing better to do, <laughs> naming no names myself, <laughs> that, that can be seen as being a bit, uh, really, have you got nothing better to do? And, and for most of them, no. Don't. I think for most, I think for most guys now, and for girls as well. But obviously, it was I was thinking more about the 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 comparison I'm going to use. Yeah, is that playing games online now with your mates is our parents going to the pub? That's yes. what that is exactly. now. You're you're not yeah, you, you don't go because you're you're going more for the company rather than anything else. You're not going to the pub because you want to drink beer. Drinking beer is something you enjoy. But you're going because all your friends are there, and everybody yeah, exactly. knows your name and all that kind of thing. And that's why, yeah. that's why we play online. We don't still play GTA because it's the greatest game we've ever seen. We still play it because we have fun on it, and we can all have a yeah. chat and like live in that world together and be silly in it and stuff. So yeah, I think it's like that's become now the going to the pub for our generation. Yes, definitely. I play GTA because I'm good at it, and there's a high chance of me winning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to quickly yeah, I, say... I'll be honest, I don't know why I play it, because I'm terrible <laughs> at it, and it makes me sad. <laughs> You're not terrible. When we do those stupid playlists, you, you've won those before, like tractor races and the sniping stuff and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> I've got to say, I'm going to get this off my chest, because I want the public to hear it, and this is something I've believed for a long time, and I'm willing to die on this hill, and this might alienate some people, and I apologise, but PC gaming is a scam. It's an absolute <laughs> fucking scam. And you PC master racers have all bought into the scam. I'm sorry, you're all fucking nuts. You're all nuts. 
And I'll tell you why it's a scam as I climb onto my soapbox here and think <laughs> this lectern I've just put in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> when I put my console on, or if whichever console you own, when you put on your uh, fucking Neo Geo or your Atari Lynx, I put that game in. Okay, maybe there might be an update, but that game works. It just works. I turn it on, it yep. works. It comes on, it loads, great. I can't tell you the amount of times I've tried to play a PC game or download a PC game. Oh no, you actually, you actually you have to install this thing to play it. What What is this thing? Okay, so you have to go into your properties and your computer. Right, why am I doing this again? Can I not just play the game? No, 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 you need to do this thing. You need to do this thing. Okay, okay, fine, fine. I do that thing. Yeah, it's still not working. Four hours later, I'm just like, well, okay, well, I'm never playing this game then. That's fine. Like <laughs> Among Us, Among Us doesn't work on my PC. What? So you click play, it won't load up. You can click play and the screen goes off for a second and it just comes back onto the Steam homepage. I found out there's like this bug and it just won't work. That's it. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Tough. Okay, great. I, I played I, I played Subnautica. I got so far into Subnautica that I had two or three bases built, but I then couldn't finish the story because it wouldn't load because my computer then wasn't fast enough or good enough to play the game. My PlayStation 4 has played every game I've ever owned. It's never not played a game. Same yeah. with... And Do you know what it is? Do you know what all I hear is? All I ever hear about is the graphics. Okay, my PlayStation 4 will show maybe 3 million blades of grass. I don't need to see 6 million blades of grass. It's not that much more important. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just I don't understand it. And this kind of... Oh well, if you got this, uh, you got this new graphics card. Oh my god, it's the latest one. It's unbelievable. You can play. What's that fucking game everyone talks about with graphics cards? Cry, crisis, crisis, crisis. Uh, yeah, yeah. Does it run crisis? It will play crisis at like full FPS. It's unreal. Oh man, no way. Can't wait. Can't wait. Three weeks later, you got that graphics card. Man, they're so old now. I fucking all right. <laughs> Fine, great, thanks. <laughs> now it's not going to work. I remember you. I remember Benny. I remember saying about. How I love I love city skylines. I love city skylines so much. I could spend three hours just decorating a park and be totally, totally happy. But I guess the point where my city gets to like 150,000 people and my computer just starts coughing up a lung because <laughs> it just won't work. There are too many people. Same with stuff like Minecraft. You get to a point on Minecraft where how many mods have you got installed on it? Oh, about seven. Great. Now it's running yep. at like three FPS. Great. <laughs> and I, I just don't... You've all been suckered in. You've all been suckered in completely. And I don't get I don't get why. And, and the cost as well. The cost as well. Well, it's way cheaper to actually build a PC and, on your own and then, then buy a new one. Okay, that's fine. Okay, maybe it's cheaper to build a PC. To build a decent gaming PC would probably run me about 600 quid. That's I have no issue with that. And then I can play games at a really good resolution. But like I said, in a year, well, now I've got to buy a new graphics card. Now I've got to buy a new this or a new that because now they're obsolete. How many times have you boys put on your PC or your laptop and it just doesn't work for some reason? The thing you want yeah. to do just doesn't work. And and you just have no idea why. You Like, I'm not fucking Stephen Hawking here. I, I just want to turn this on and play games. That's all I want to do. There you go. <laughs> ran over. I had to get Where out there. Where did this anger <laughs> right. come from? <laughs> Oh, dude, do you know why? Because I've been I've been sitting on this for about ten years, and I've never had a public forum to put it out there. So they... <laughs> <laughs> now everyone can hear my voice. I've got to put it out there. It's a scam. It's an absolute fucking scam, and people have been sucking into Man. it. I don't get it. Just wait. Just wait till he gets on his immigration. <laughs> so it's gonna be even worse. It's gonna be a whole episode. Pierce is gonna about come out It's again. a good thing. Yeah, he he agrees with immigration, <laughs> but there'll be an hour of agreeing with it. I agree that it's a thing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it exists. And I'll tell you why it exists. 
<laughs> and another thing, no, I, I just <laughs> wanted to play this game and it wouldn't work. <laughs> I I do agree. It, uh, PC gaming is a bit of a, a cost or sunken fallacy, whatever the, the, the phrase is. There's a lot of money that you need to put into it to be able to do it. And then it's a gradual spend to keep things going rather than the, the last big purchase I made was my laptop, which was, you know, a couple of years old. It was like 500 quid, something like that. But it plays all the games I want it to, which are all old games, <laughs> and allows me to record podcasts. That's fine. I don't need anything more than that. And I'll keep that going until it just stops working and I need to replace it with another second-hand laptop. I don't need, like, a big top-of-the-range anything like that because I'm the same as you. I'll just play on my console and just play the games I want to play. And they're fun. But the thing I do like about PC gaming is the, the just the sheer amount of games that are available. Compared to what we see with the PlayStation and the Xbox, the Steam, which is like the biggest one, service provider and like hub for games, has hundreds of thousands, if not millions of games on it. And you will always find something you want to play a lot cheaper than it would be on a console. Yeah, I could pick up like a humble bundle the other day with a game in it that would cost like 50, 60 quid on Xbox or what have you and it was like £5. And it works on the laptop and that's fine and that's great and I get to play that game. And that type of thing is what I like because <laughs> it saves money. Just being as cheap as possible and playing the games I want to play getting them as cheap as possible is the best thing that does it for me it tickles my fancy but i still have like a gaming laptop an xbox <laughs> and a ps4 because i don't want to miss out yeah. i don't want to miss out on any of them <laughs> you cover you cover the whole range yeah exactly <laughs> there was no like there was no big like conspiracy as to why i built my own pc i wanted something to play dark souls on and then from that it's become Something to play, it became something to play Dark Souls um, 3 on, and then something that led me to fall down the rabbit hole of roguelike games, especially The Binding of Isaac and Enter the Gungeon, which are not graphically um, taxing games at all. It's just, I built it, I love it, I've only added one thing to it since, I think I built it in 2012, which is I bought a slightly better graphics card than what I had off my mate for a very discounted price, and it plays... Like Adam, I didn't play anything new on it. The newest game I think I have on my computer is Doom 2016. And it plays that brilliantly, and that's all I care about. And I will not be bullied into getting rid of my my little my pride and joy computer by some short man on a soapbox, so he's taller. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I am glad, though, that you say, like, oh yeah, it plays old games. I was really chuffed that my PC can load up GTA 5 and run it, and I can play GTA Online on PC. And then I realised, God, that's quite a new game. No, it's 2013. That <laughs> yeah, came yeah. out. That was eight years ago. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's not a good benchmark to run it by. Never mind. Back to Spore. I think I'll carry on playing <laughs> that instead. Just to counter my East Anglian friends... <laughs> <laughs> uh, mudsling there, shall we say? That, what are you say? Are you saying okay. I'm not short? <laughs> I'm actually average height. In that um, in that slight heap of criticism, there is a kernel of truth in it. But I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying that 
you know, if you enjoy your PC, that's, you know, that's fine. Like, good for you. I'm happy. My thing is with the people who, and I've seen this online, oh, I just can't play consoles. I just can't. I can't play consoles. Oh, like, yeah. That drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> I'm like, you are such a sucker. You're such a sucker. It's that kind of picking sides, which I'm aware I'm doing right now, by the way. <laughs> but they've made me do it. They made me pick sides by going on their anti-console rants and stuff like that, proclaiming that, you know, oh, PC gaming, like, you know, it's the it's the future. It's the future. It, you know, it's just the best thing ever. You know, if you just want to play on your PC and enjoy your PC, that's cool. i, I got no issue with that. But don't be coming at people with all this, your console's trash, therefore you're an idiot. Because that just drives me mad. Yeah, they're, ju- they're just very generic. They haven't got the balls to actually pick a specific thing. If back in the day, it was you are Sega or you're Nintendo mm-hmm. or your PlayStation or your Xbox. But for PC, there are like millions of different combinations that you can have for a PC that will run so many different games or so many different things in different ways. That's generic. You're not picking something specific. You should be having a go at other people who are like running a slightly different build of PC. <laughs> oh, you've got that gamer, that graphics card. How dare you? What do you mean you've got that power supply? That's ridiculous. You you bought a DVD drive in this day and age. Are you <laughs> mental? Uh, for example, just just pick on other PC gamers. A Don't tear just came out of my players. DVD drive. You're very upset at there. <laughs> We, we need, discovered that Daniel is a console stan. That's what we've discovered today. Yeah, he is. It's not console stan, more anti-PC gamers is what it is. I'm very much anti-PC <laughs> oh, gamers. So you're you're much on the side of racist gamers, not the politically <laughs> correct gamers. Right. Note that down, everyone. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. He oh, said the N-word God. 69 times He's before just... we came on air. Yeah, he, he does have a, a big Gamergate tattoo on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> a single, like, Firefox logo, like, coming from his eye to, to show he's murdered a PC gamer. I was going to say, every time I murder a PC gamer, I have to get the Firefox logo tattooed underneath my eye. <laughs> Firefox tears. Fucking hell. I think I think you're right though. I think what you're saying is, is that I should find a way to in um, get myself into the PC gaming community and then make them all turn on each other. I need to kill them from the inside. That's what I need to do. I need like a conquer. Trojan horse or something. Exactly. You, you need to get in there and just say, well, you know what I've heard? I've heard that if you've got a, G- a GeForce X, you, you're actually a paedophile. So he's obviously a paedophile. Get him, boys. <laughs> just a... Yeah. Oh, God. I need to get my 4chan account back up and running, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's setting up your own light version of the Proud Boys. <laughs> but, but specifically just targeting PC gamers who like their PCs too much. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going on a march. That's it. I've had enough. <laughs> a million oh, RAM march. <laughs> <laughs> a million RAM march. Fucking hell. Oh, God. Don't quite my right to protest, British government. I know my rights. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, though, if I if I put down with the PC crowd, I'm going to get battered because that, that's got double meaning. <laughs> exactly. Kill oh, the, like the, the, all the liberals and like the Black Lives Matter movement. And you're there going, no, I meant computers. That's Leave me alone. <laughs> like PC equals bullshit. I'm just going to get a fucking wallet. <laughs> 
you just you just walk out into the middle of Trafalgar Square on your own with your little uh, with your little placard, and then everyone just yeah. turns around to face you. <laughs> and it's just like a It'd massive, like... Wall, just like a massive wall of death. Just to send It'd be like that there. opening scene in Die Hard Three. <laughs> yeah, got the big well sign stood on the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mind you, as I'm getting... I like Xbox. <laughs> yeah. as I'm Get in, boys. Kick, I'm like, I'm just annoyed at why to play City Skylines. That's all. Leave me alone. I just don't see why Minecraft should be in Java still. It's an outdated format. <laughs> Down with this PC bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear, you know. oh my god! <laughs> On the back of that hilarious uh, miscommunication that might lead me to getting beaten up, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to the uh, to the closing segment, shall we, Adam? Okay, you've got choice then. <laughs> I'm just I'm not doing a song anymore. I've, I've been for, for those who didn't know, I've I've actually taken up streaming with my brother and other friends. We just spent like three to four hours just yelling at each other. I'm not sure I can do a Barry White voice today, so I might have to bring in Joe Pasquale. Uh, what do you mean? To, a, what do you mean a voice? This one. Yeah. What, what do you mean saying? a voice? What uh, do you mean? To call him over. To call him over. Bar- Barry's quite hard of hearing. He's an old fella, oh, okay. so I have to like okay. raise my voice for him to hear. So Joe Pasquale, just, though, excellent hearing. Can you just it's wave at things? Wave at Barry. Know. Would that would that work? Just wave at. No, him, he's downstairs. He's downstairs oh. in the kitchen eating my bread. Ah, fair enough. It's all right. I, I don't eat my bread personally. I only buy it for the kids. Would you like so. to? Would you like to plug your Twitch, Adam? Oh yes, my Twitch. If you go on Twitch or just Google Twitch, if you don't know what it is, look up Dekler, D E K L E R, and I'm on there, and I stream irregularly and frequently, <laughs> but hilariously. So do go on. But yes, yeah, let me call Joe. Joe, what is it? Joe, can you come upstairs, please? All right then. Can you uh, do this intro piece? Let me just take my headphones off. Hello, it's me, Joe Pasquale. Uh, I've just got to read this out. He's written something here for me. You've got two choices. It could be baby names or bad advice. Ta-da! Is that right? Yeah, that's fine. Cheers, Joe. Joe. Cheers, Joe. See you later. Thank you, Joe. Your son's more talented than you are. Can you have some bread? Yeah, you can have some bread as well, though. If Barry hasn't eaten it all, you have some, mate. See you later. Fucking eating it. Uh, this is not my problem. You sort it out, Joe. All right. So, <laughs> which one are you going to choose? Baby names, please. Oh, baby names. Now, baby names, we are going to Reddit. The front page of the internet <laughs> as it advertises itself. Oh, I feel, like, <laughs> the, I feel the, dirty the sh- just hearing the word. The, sh- the shudder is real <laughs> as, as a dark wave spreads over the podcast. <laughs> uh, but Reddit does have some positives. Uh, it's got lots of advice and information for parents. It's got subreddits dedicated to dads, such as the Daddit subreddit. And on one of these, parents were asked to share times where they've come across other parents who've been quite unique in naming their baby. So we've got a, a, a range of stuff here. We've got the parent who named their uh, three girls after space stuff, is the best way to describe it. The elder girl was called Galaxy, the middle girl was called Neptune, and the youngest child was unfortunately named Uranus. We had (laughs) someone who named their child Adol Ben Hero, which, off the, you know, just the sound of it, yeah, that's unusual, doesn't seem to be a name, but... That's fine. Until you realised his parents named him after Adolf Hitler, Benito Mussolini, and Emperor Hirohito. Oh my god. Of World War II fame. 
That was a little too faint. <laughs> there was someone who named their son Clitus. Oh. And when questioned further, these French people replied in French, uh, with their French accent, you know, Clitus Wood. Their surname was Wood. The child's name was Clitus, or Clitis, <laughs> meaning Clint Eastwood. Someone was served once by a cashier whose name tag read Labia. Spelt L-A-B-E-A. Apparently, <laughs> and the person found out, and I don't know how they found out, it was pronounced Labia. So, obviously, they, they had to raise that as a question. Someone who worked with someone called Anal, which apparently, probably a different pronunciation, but means fire in uh, their native language. And a couple of quick ones, and these are the ones that made me laugh the most, were just odd spellings. Destani, with an A instead of an I, uh, and their sister, Onasti, which was again with an A instead of an E. Erica, which was their version of Erica, oh, was spelled A-I-R-W-R-E-C-K-A. And my, my favourite one, Quistina. Which is Q-U-I-S-T-I-N-A. Which just sounds like Elmer Fudd is naming someone Christina. Christina. Every time I sound it out in my head, just a tear forms out of laughter and sympathy for that child. Air Wrecker sounds like a a Transformer. Harkening back to our discussion. Air Wrecker sounds like a Transformer. Definitely a Decepticon. I'm sure you could do an Air Wrecker and Honesty. The, uh, the Barbie swims. <laughs> I don't know, was an air wrecker in so, Street Fighter? I, I think you should do an air wrecker in Street Fighter or something something similar to that. <laughs> he probably can, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I named my childhood token, <laughs> so it's 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 a thing I like to you if, Listen, people, if any of you name your child Hadouken, you're fucking fine by me. We'll get on famously. <laughs> That's a fucking great name. And their brother, Tetsumaki Senpukiaki. <laughs> yeah. Jones. <laughs> And their other brother, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear me. So there we go. There's there's a funny name. There's a whole range of them. I hope you enjoy Quistina as much as I do. Uh, right, so on to the bad advice. And this is probably going to lead to me probably getting onto my soapbox before we end. We're back with the Doctor's Saddler that we were with last week and have been with before because their book... The mother and her child is just absolutely barmy. It's bananas. They have a section in that book about wakefulness with a child. So basically when your child can't get sleep or go sleep and wakes up a bit, as Benny is about to spend the next 12 to 16 months finding (laughs) out, that could be quite disruptive. But apparently there are many other reasons other than the need of food that cause wakefulness of the child. You may suspect one of a half dozen different things, wrote the Dr. Sadler. And that list contains quite normal things, such as lack of fresh air. Bearing in mind, this was back in the uh, the early 1900s, so things like oil lamps and things like that being burnt, that can stifle a room and uh, make the child wake up. Fair enough. Maybe it's something they've eaten. Maybe it's the clothing or the bedding they're in that's too tight or too warm. But then... They came to reflex causes, which is the one where things get a bit weird. Wakefulness, according to the Dr. Sadler, can sometimes be due to reflex nervous causes 
such as the need for circumcision. So basically, they're saying if your child hasn't been circumcised, they could, they could be quite restless. Ah. And just go, you know what? Oh, I really need the tip of my dick snipping off. Can you, oh, can you sort it out so I can have a good na- night's sleep? And let me say, no, don't circumcise your child. This is me on my soapbox oh, now. God. Don't cut bits off your baby. I don't care if it's your culture. I don't care if you think it's going to make them clean. No, it isn't. Don't circumcise your baby. Let them make that decision when they're older, is my soapbox. Because there should be no reason for you to basically cut bits off babies unless they need it for a medical reason. And people do, and that's fine. You do that. But not just because you think it looks nice or you think it might help keep it clean. That's wrong. And certainly not because they keep waking up in the middle of the night. Because that is not going to help them have a good night's sleep, is having a sore knob. <laughs> Especially if it's a girl. Exactly. <laughs> why, why have you stuck this on? I, I tell just a bit off windy. It. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, incurring Adam's wrath, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, is that I said to... I said to Sarah, if we have a boy, he is getting circumcised immediately. <laughs> immediately. Why? Why? Two reasons. Two reasons. Number on. one, I'm fairly sure, and I, I can't be held to this because I'm not 100%, but I know, if I, well, I know for a fact the majority of the men in my family on my mother's side were all circumcised because they had to be, because they developed problems okay. later in life. With either going to the toilet or a tight foreskin or anything like that, so I was I was circumcised when I was eleven for that reason because I was going to the toilet yeah. and it was just like horrendous. Secondly, the underneath of a dick is the fucking grimmest thing I've ever seen. Oh my god! <laughs> I went when I went to the doctors and he, and I said he said oh well, we're gonna have to do a circumcision. I burst into tears and he said it's okay, Daniel. Let me just kind of put your mind at rest. I'm gonna show you some pictures. And he showed me some pictures of what the uh, what kind of grows underneath a foreskin, and I said immediately, and I calmed down immediately and went, "Oh yeah, I think I think we'll do it then because it's fucking <laughs> disgusting. They're so gross, right? Oh, they're so they gross. can be if you don't fucking clean them. Just clean dude, them. That's all you need to do. Dude, is have a shower, is... give them a rinse, That's a, <laughs> give them a wash. No, it's like cleaning a plug hole in a sink. You can get ninety nine percent of it. You can't get all of it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can. You definitely can. No, 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 no. No No. person's dick is that big that they cannot wash all of it in a shower. (laughs) You can pull back that foreskin (laughs) and (laughs) give it... I'm not going in the shower with a flat hard on, am I? (laughs) Again, speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that's fine, because you are doing it for a hereditary condition which you know you've got history of. (laughs) <laughs> you're not doing it just because you go well you know what all my family have had it done because we've just had it done and you're just making that decision or because you're saying oh some some book tells me to do it or my fear of going somewhere after i die tells me i need to do it because that's superstition and that's fake belief you shouldn't mutilate your body for that reason i gotta you're say doing it for medical reason to me that's fine I've got to say as well, I didn't realise that you had that done like when you were 11. I thought, as we discovered last week, you were a slave to your whims and it's just something you fancy doing one day. He's like, you know what, I'll just uh, lop the end of my foreskin off. That's good. You know what? I- I'm in my no. boss's office. He's got his humidor. That means he's got a cigar cutter. Hmm. <laughs> I put two and two together. Yep. 
No, it was a yeah, no, it was a medical thing, unfortunately. Interestingly, if you go to search that what's the name of that book again? Uh, the Mother and Her Child. Yes. You can read it online for oh, free. Oh yeah. I know, that's why I'm getting all of this stuff. <laughs> I thought you I thought you just found like somebody had like taken out the weird bits of it or something. But the entire book so, you can just read it for free. It's I, all I, online. A little peek behind the scenes. That's I have done that once. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to have a read of this book because it's a bit bananas. And I just keep coming up with more and more stuff. For example, if you've got sore nipples because you're breastfeeding too much, you need to rub them with a specific acid to make them feel better. That's not going to work. Don't don't dip your nips in acid. (laughs) You could literally do just so right. I just scrolled down and I stopped and I thought, right, I'm going to read them until I find something funny. The first line I read, the first line I read, there are certain laws which govern the diet at all times. For instance, the man who digs ditches requires more of certain elements of food and more food in general than the man who digs thoughts out of his brain. (laughs) I love it. I love it. See, that I'd agree with. That's that's a great line. Yeah, but that's like me being sat on my ass just like playing video games all day. (laughs) I don't need a full English. But someone going out and like building a house, have three. You need the energy. Bricks are heavy. Oh, God, I'm going to read this. Yeah, this book's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Everyone go out and read it so I don't have to keep doing this segment anymore. It's all fine. <laughs> no, you made, you, bed, you you made this bed, you have yeah. to lie in <laughs> Right, everyone, over the next however many episodes, we're going through it chapter by chapter. I'm just going to read out a chapter. <laughs> the book report at the end as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right, there we go. Thank you for listening, everybody. Anything else from you, boys? No. Thank you very much for uh, listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Plenty more to where that came from. And we'll see you soon. Thank you very much, everyone. Happy birthday to Mama Benny for Thursday. Oh, happy birthday, Mama Benny. Happy birthday, Mama Benny. Sorry, oh. Friday. Friday, I fucked up. Ooh. Christ. Ooh. <laughs> right, don't cut this out. Leave it <laughs> oh, well. Make sure she I'm listens gonna, to it. I'm going to call this ep- I'm gonna call this episode, Benny Hates His Mum. <laughs> <laughs> that will get her to listen to it. That's an extra listener. Do it. Fair point. Fair point. All right, there we go. Take care, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.